0: Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
1: Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is Saturday morning, and I'm drinking a hot cup of Bottom Gun Coffee from my friends at bottomguncoffee.com. I have another great show lined up for you. But before we get started, I just wanted to make a few quick announcements. First of all, I've got great news. I have a new book coming out. Yes, uh, my latest book, You Have the Watch, is now complete, done, and it has been sent to my editors for final review. I am really excited about this book because it's not actually a book. It's a guided journal for leaders that will take you through an entire year of leadership training. There are 50 themes in the book, and each day you will reflect on a different facet of that theme. Now, the book is based loosely on my first leadership book, I Have the Watch. But this journal is designed to be on your desk at work for something that you can read and reflect on for about 15 minutes a day for an entire year. Now, leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better, and this journal helps you practice those skills. So if you're interested in learning more and pre-ordering this new guided journal, go to youhavethewatch.com and i will be putting out more information uh, in the near future as we get further to this book launch so it's youhavethewatch.com to get a copy of this guided journal which will take you through a year of leadership training now i also want to remind our listeners that the deep leadership podcast is now ranked by listen score as a top 5% show in the world so out of 2.7 million podcasts globally Deep Leadership is in that top 5%. Now, the reason we're there is because of listeners like you who listen every week, they subscribe, and they tell their friends about this podcast and especially great episodes that we have. So thank you for getting the word out. Now, if you're looking to support what I do on the show, all you have to do is purchase one of my books at johnsrenny.com. Every book that you buy helps me keep this show going, and I really appreciate it. So it's johnsrenny.com. And podcast listeners can use the discount code DEEP at checkout to get additional savings. Well, that's it for the announcement. My guest today is Karen Reed. Karen is an Emmy Award-winning broadcast journalist and an on-camera communications expert. She is a return guest to the show who has been here before to help us get the most out of virtual meetings. Now, today we're talking about something different we're talking about hybrid meetings. Now these are the meetings where you have some people physically present in the room and other people virtually present. Now this is becoming a new way we do meetings, but there's some real problems with meetings like this if you don't consider all of uh, the issues associated with this type of meeting. So Karen is gonna help us guide through the best practices that we all need to know about. So everyone who has spent any time on Zoom needs to hear this message. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Karen Reed. If you've heard that name before, it's because she's a returning guest to the show. She was on episode 64 last April, and we had an amazing discussion. Now, Karen is an Emmy Award-winning broadcast journalist, a three-time author, and an on-camera communication expert. She is the CEO of Speaker Dynamics, where she helps business professionals be more effective on-camera communicators. She has a new book out called Suddenly Hybrid, Managing the Modern Meeting, which she wrote with veteran industrial and organizational psychologist, Dr. Joseph Allen. This new book helps readers deal with the complexity of the modern meeting, where more and more people are working remotely. I'm excited to have her back on the show to talk about this important topic. So Karen, welcome back.
0: John, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to be here.
1: Oh, it's so good to have you. Had such a great discussion last year, and I'm excited that you've got this new book out called Suddenly Hybrid, and we're going to get a chance to talk about it. But before we dive into it, I just wanted to remind our listeners what you do at Speaker Dynamics.
0: Absolutely. So, Speaker Dynamics is a corporate communication firm that teaches people how to speak with ease across any platform. So, that's in person, on camera, or through virtual communication tools. So, I've been working with mostly the executive leadership team, you know, since 2012 but then COVID hit and it went from training the executive leadership team to training the entire enterprise. So it was a big shift in 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 our business uh, and has been one of those situations where the pandemic actually had our business grow just because mm. you know these on camera communication skills are things I've been teaching for a decade but they became mission critical for everybody almost overnight. So we've been drinking from the fire hose quite a bit. Um, my collaboration with Dr. Allen has been uh, just really special just to be able to you know work with him, learn the science of meetings um, uh, where video is at their core.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's our life now, right? I mean that's what I was going to talk to you about is like how much uh, or what has changed in the past two years? The way we do business, the way we conduct meetings. I mean, what's what are you seeing? What are your, what are your clients talking to you? How, what are the challenges? What's happening these days?
0: Well, I mean, we've measured two meeting disruptions that were massive over the past two years. You know, prior to the pandemic, uh, as Joe's data shows in in the books, is we mostly met face to face. But then, you know, the pandemic hit, and those face to face interactions became off limits. So then we shifted. Dramatically to video. I mean, there was just this uh exponential growth in video platforms where people, you know, either reluctantly or eagerly decided to, to speak through a webcam. And then with uh you know the waxing and waning of the pandemic, when Joe went back and tried to find out how people were meeting in like June of 2021, he found that, you know, people were slowly returning to face-to-face, but video was really still holding on strong, stronger than a lot of people speculated it would. And there was this rise in, in these hybrid meetings. And as we're seeing the expectations and the desires of the workforce shift, you know, those hybrid meetings are, are going to become something that is a necessity. Uh, and people have to figure out how to make them work because they are a little bit tricky.
1: Yeah, they are. We talked a little bit about it uh, in, in your last visit here. This is before the book came out and that we were talking about, because I led, I led uh, uh, a, an engineering team in the U.S. and in Mexico. This was long before the pandemic, but I remember we would have uh, weekly meetings and we would have a group of employees in the U.S. and we would be connected via camera to a group of employees in Mexico. And so we had this sort of a hybrid meeting, I guess you would call it. So we had, you know, so you had two different rooms, but connected via video. And so, you know, when you were on last, we talked about the, you know, Suddenly Virtual was the last book you talked about, which was having virtual meetings. But but the idea of a hybrid meeting is kind of a whole different set of dynamics. So that's what I want to talk to you about. So help us understand what is a hybrid meeting and why are these meetings inevitable the way we're headed in, in the future of work?
0: Well, a hybrid meeting by definition is where you have people able to join a meeting through multiple communication mediums. So that means that they can join a meeting by being in the physical room. Uh, They can join by coming in via video, like we're doing right now. They can dial in. You know, I I think about the old hybrid meetings of old, which were typically like somebody dialing in on that spider phone that was in the middle of the conference. Those were the worst. Yeah, (laughs) they were the worst. They were terrible And, and people, you know, typically just forgot that the people were even there. always you always forget uh, like, the
1: guy was on the phone
0: <laughs> right exactly You're like hello and then like wait wait where did that voice come from uh, so so the, that is you know kind of what a hybrid meeting can look like and which means that it can look like a lot of different things depending upon how people are, are able to join you know at that given time and the reason why we think that hybrid meetings are inevitable and something that you need to figure out is because it's a reflection of how people want to work today uh, flexible work hybrid work is something that actually the majority of companies, especially knowledge workers, are saying that they want to work. They want to have that that flexibility to spend some time in the office and some time at home or at the corner coffee shop, whatever that is. And so in order to connect them, you need to have some way of doing it. So hybrid meetings provide that communication connective tissue uh, so that you can continue to get business done regardless of where team members are.
1: Yeah, and I think you're right. I think, you know, the pandemic gave people a taste of work from home. Uh, and a lot of people got this, you know, level of freedom they, ever, they haven't had in a long time. You know, they right. could, you know, you know, wear their pajamas, drink their coffee, you know, and uh, oh, I better put a good shirt on. I have a I have a meeting at nine. Right. Right. But, right. But they had a little <laughs> more freedom. And um you know, and I, and I think a lot of companies aren't going back. I think the employees are like, look, I, I, you know, I, I just want to keep doing this. I don't want to go back to the office. And and so I think the challenge is how do we lead in this, you know, hybrid uh, type of economy because you're going to have some people that will have to come in for various reasons and you're going to have some people that are going to be remote. So you're, you're naturally going to have these hybrid meetings. So we've got to figure out how do we run these meetings now and in the future knowing this is going to be the setup because that that's really essentially what you're you're talking about in this book right
0: right and and i think there was a, an impetus that Oh, if we just figure out the math problem, we'll come in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's when we will have our meetings. Yes. That sounded like a really great solution. But here's the thing ad hoc meetings happen all the time. Mm. <laughs> and you can do yes. all the planning in the world. But say Tuesday and Thursday is your meeting day, but then you know there's some fire that breaks out on Wednesday. Not, you know, I'm thinking metaphorically, not literally. Right. You got to figure out a way to meet on Wednesday when people are all over the place. And so that's why, you know, hybrid meetings are really important. But the danger is as a meeting. Leader uh, is that you can run the risk of creating a two-tiered system, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you've been in an organization that has been fully in person and that's the way you've operated. You know, if you truly are saying that you want to be a hybrid organization, you've got to change your systems, you've got to change your technology, you've got to change your mindset and your entire company's mindset about remote work and incorporating everybody's um, you know opinions and, and you know work effort into the the collective um, you know effort of the company because otherwise you're going to have perhaps some uh, proximity bias mm-hmm. where those who are in the physical office uh, will derive uh, you know greater opportunity as a result of that whereas those who are remote may miss out on some of those opportunities so you really have to ward against that by having some policies in place. For that
1: reason. Interesting. Yeah. So you just touched on. So, what are some, what are, what are overall, what are some, what makes these hybrid meetings so difficult? um And, and, uh, and, and maybe some areas that we weren't, even, we didn't even think of, like what you said, there's this proximity bias, right? You're likely yeah. going to listen to Susan because she's right here, right? They'll reach Versus, out and,
0: and touch Susan, right? She's yeah, right to you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Versus
1: Joe, who's over on, you know, he's a square on a screen somewhere, right? And, um, right. So, so what are some of the other challenges with, with these hybrid meetings?
0: Well, I mean, the reason why they're so tricky, John, is that you're dealing with a variety of communication mediums whenever you are meeting hybrid. You know, when you met face-to-face, you all had the same communication medium. You're, it's the air <laughs> that you're all sharing. When we met virtually, we all shared the same communication medium. It, it was our screens. Uh, but now... You've got screens, you've got, you know, the air that people are breathing, you've got, you know, people perhaps calling in, not a good choice, just incidentally, but you have to have all those folks be able to talk to each other uh, and interact with each other in a way that feels like there's participation equity. Uh, yeah. because that really is the goal uh, so that's why you need to have kind of some of those strategies in place um, in order to make sure that you have the ability for everybody to communicate fully and and to participate fully uh, and there are there are quite a few things that you can do from a leader perspective to make that happen
1: yeah I mean I never really thought about it but I mean, if you think about it, there's, I mean, even where you place the camera is going to be a, an issue. So if you've got the camera, like, you know, behind the leader's head or whatever, and it's just showing the room, they're never going to see, they're never going to see the person that, that's supposedly running the meeting. Uh, I know when, you know, as I was mentioned, the, the, the Mexico and the US, we actually um, had, it was kind of cool. We, we put the camera at the end of the table And I was on the opposite end of the table, and then everybody was sitting beside there. And then on the other side, they did the same thing. So the the leader of the Mexican team was sort of – so it was like a long table, like a virtual long table. So we try to set it up that way so it actually almost looked like a long table. But I think, you know, if you don't think that through – uh, everyone's getting a different experience, right? So it, I think you have to think about like, what is the experience of everybody that's in this meeting, both the physical people and the ones that are joining remotely? How, how, what's their experience? Like, are they looking at the back of the head of, <laughs> Of, of Joe. Right. Right.
0: right. <laughs> right? I mean, the, the meeting room design is huge. You're talking about, uh, you know, something that is you know, really important. And it's interesting that, you know, before we even, you know, heard of, you know, COVID-19 that you were thinking about, OK, how can we make this as, you know, you know, I guess in person feeling as possible, you know, and yeah. and so. For example, when I would be hosting webcasts, um, you know, there would be a panel that was I would be in person with that. I'd be moderating the discussion. And then we had three cameras on the opposite side, uh, you know, of us. So it's, it was what you're talking about, where you kind of have this, this half moon on one side with real people in the studio. And then you had a half moon of cameras on the other side. And the panelists would say, you know, where am I supposed to look? And I'm like, well, think about the cameras as representing people who are present in our great discussion we're about to have. And sometimes you pay attention to the people on the one side of the table, sometimes you pay attention to the people on the other side of the table. People on the other side of the table, you can't see their faces, but you can see the cameras and that's representing them. So you just Mm -hmm. have to kind of give equal time to everyone who is present. And I think that that's important from a leader perspective to understand as well. You know, if you are trying to lead the meeting from an in-office, in-conference room position, don't just be looking at the people who are in front of you. You need to actually sometimes turn your attention to the camera uh, so that they feel like you are actually giving them, you know, equal uh, attention as those who are like physically present. But the one thing I would also suggest that some people don't think about as readily is if you're a meeting leader, try to rotate the position from which you lead that meeting. Sometimes. You lead it from an in-person in the conference room position. Other times, try leading it from a virtual position because Mm -hmm. that sends a really strong signal that if you're a hybrid company, a hybrid workforce, uh, it truly does not matter where you are joining from for that meeting. You are still equally valued. And look, I'm leading the meeting from a virtual position. Uh, So that is one way to send a strong signal and also remind you as a leader what it's like to be an attendee of a meeting from a virtual position.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Um yeah, you know, it's funny because when we talked about it last time, it, it was this uh everybody was equal, right? Everybody right. had an equal square. And there's 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 something good about that, right? So right. everybody has an equal right. equal spot at the table, if you will. Right. But when you go hybrid, then the equality goes away, right? Yeah. And so what yeah. you're saying is that we should sometimes shift. To being the square on the screen. Um, so we, we get that perspective, yes. even if we have a group of people that are in the office, say, look, I'm going to, I'm going to join from, from my office. You guys right. can meet here just so, so, so that's interesting to change, change your viewpoint um, so that you are not biased towards one group or the other. I like that a lot. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, So, uh, and you touched on this a little bit. So what do we have to do differently when we're conducting a hybrid meeting? What are the things that we need to be thinking about as leaders when we're doing this?
0: Proactive facilitation is a must. Uh, I know there are some managerial styles that uh, go for the free for all exchange of ideas in a meeting. And let's just kind of do a brainstorm. If you try to do that in a hybrid setting, uh, you have inevitable uh, inequalities in participation because especially like say that you are leading the meeting from in the room, those who are in the physical room with you will find it much easier to dominate the conversation. And those who are joining virtually may have a hard time getting a word in edgewise. Uh, So that's why we strongly advocate coming up with some sort of turn-taking policy to let people know how to get into the conversation queue and then be sure to call on people so that they can actually weigh in. One of the interesting strategies that we've seen a lot of successful hybrid organizations adopt is that remote people speak first. So say, for example, you're working through your agenda, you get to a topic of discussion, you're in the meeting room, the physical meeting room as the leader uh, for that particular day, you might be tempted to turn to your to your right and say, hey, John, what do you think about this? Instead, we would suggest you turn your attention to the faces on the screen and say, hey, what do you think, Jane? Uh, I'd love to get your opinion. What that does is it provides a window of opportunity for remote attendees to weigh in but it also raises the collective awareness immediately of those who are in the physical conference room that there are more people who are present than that, just them
1: so you don't forget about the guy on the on the speaker phone right that right right all the time and, right and, and yeah i definitely see that happening and the one thing too you know we talked about this in your last visit is that um you know, for example, the chat function, you know, you have everybody in as a square, everybody's equal. Uh, you have this chat function that you can use and you can use if you have a facilitator that can read the questions and you can have really good, you can raise a hand virtually, you know, right. which is really interesting. There's a lot of things you can do when everyone is virtual, but when you have the hybrid, it sort of changes, right? So so if someone has, a, a, what, what I like about the typical, a straight, pure virtual meeting is that um, your your introverts have that chance to bring something up on the chat or to raise a virtual hand and bring up an issue. Whereas now your introverts
0: could get lost if you're not careful, right? But you can still use chat. In a hybrid setting, yeah, okay. and we highly encourage that, you know, pull those habits from our fully virtual lives into the hybrid one, because you're absolutely right. Validate both nonverbal and verbal forms of participation, mm-hmm. uh, because honestly, if you are remote, sometimes it can be difficult uh, to, you know, get your thoughts in because you know it's not intentional but you can be overlooked a little bit easier than if you're in the physical room so Mm -hmm. if the meeting leader makes a commitment to looking at that chat and and says at the top hey if you have something that you'd like to say please put it in chat and we will incorporate it into the dialogue That changes the the tone of the meeting. It sets an expectation. But with that in mind, you need to follow through on that expectation and actually pay attention to it. But one thing I would also counsel is having a chat monitor, Mm -hmm. a meeting leader in a hybrid setting has a lot more that they have to deal with uh, than in a typical meeting. There's a a big cognitive burden as a result of managing the technology, managing all the different communication modalities, trying to possibly make a decision based upon the information being presented. If you can start to spread out that responsibility for the success of the meeting amongst everyone on the team, that can really help. So like having a chat monitor can be a a great position to, to create because they can say, Oh, hey, John! Actually, you know, Sandy has something that she wanted to say, and and can uh. pull her in. You know, you can have somebody who is like the technology lead. So, say somebody's having difficulty with their microphone that day. They you will. can take twenty <laughs> minutes to like yeah. troubleshoot that, and, right. and it eats into the meeting time. But otherwise, what I would suggest is taking those those so the technology lead and the person who's having a challenge, put them in a breakout room, let them figure it out, <laughs> and then come back in. Uh, then you can also have. In room buddies, or you know, in room advocates for the virtual folks. So, say that you have somebody who is, um, you know, in the meeting room. We're going to call him Joe, and then I'm joining virtually. I would be um, their buddy. Joe would be my in room buddy, and make sure that I have an opportunity to speak up. Uh, So that's what you know I mean by it's like a collective mindset shift where people recognize like. We are all better off if everybody has an opportunity to be a part of the decision-making process and the information-gathering process, but it requires work. It requires a willingness uh, to be aware of, of everybody who is there.
1: We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. One ping only,
0: please. As I thought, John Rennie's new book, All in the Same Boat. ...is right over there. It's at allinthesameboatbook.com. Your orders are to get there now. And remember, be careful what you shoot at. Most things in here don't react too well to bullets.
1: Life is hard,
0: but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer an emotional intelligence coach and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co hosts unpack big topics and interview
1: even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. What about chat? Do the people in the in the physical room have access to the chat or is it just the virtual people are chatting? Or
0: I like the idea of having everybody have access to the chat. So, you okay. know, you could bring your own personal device and, and just, you know, if you're in the physical room, you don't want to have your camera on because that will be really confusing. Right, right. Uh, But you can just have your chat open so that you can converse as well with the people who are remote. Uh, but as far uh, yeah. as being represented, I would say you want to have um, the conference room camera be representing everybody in the room. But the the other thing, John, that I'm hearing a lot of now as we see more organizations move into this hybrid situation is people are overlooking the importance of audio in the conference room. You know, I think there's, you know, yeah, probably when you talk to me- folks in Mexico, maybe you had like a microphone that was perhaps attached to the webcam that you used.
1: Oh, no, no, we we did. We did. We did thought a little bit about it. We did have okay. a, a microphone that was in the center of the room. Excellent. Uh, and, and so we had an Omni mic that was in the center of the room and they, we had the same microphone in both uh, both Mexico and the U.S., and, uh, Super we are smart
0: because not a lot of companies are doing that, right? Well,
1: that's the problem. We were worried that that you know, down at the end of the table, you wouldn't hear the one person who had an, had an idea. So we were trying to think through the best way to do it. But I definitely see that's a problem if you don't have like like you said if you're just using the you know the typical mic on a on a speaker it's going to be you know it's going to sound like it's a million miles away and you're not right. going to hear the people that are farthest away from from the from the camera mic and you've got to so microphones are definitely an important part of it
0: and probably if you have a large conference room multiple microphones you know those those microphone yeah. pucks mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. have strategically situated uh, and it's something that if you're in the conference room you don't think about cuz you can't hear yourself right um right. but it is right. something i'm getting a lot of feedback on now where people who are joining virtually are frustrated because they can't make out the conversation in, in the conference room. And they, it feels like they're marginalized as a result.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, there's some good stuff there. Uh, I, I do like the idea of the chat, uh, having the people in the room on the chat as well, because I like the private chat function you can use as well. Like, you know, hey, Susan, I, I, you know, don't forget to ask this, you know, to to remind somebody that's in the room, you can have, you know, your, as you mentioned, having a buddy, your uh, in-room buddy, right? Yeah, your in-room buddy could be using private chat to remind you of things without interrupting the meeting, which is, I really think that feature we talked about last time that chat I think I think makes a meeting more effective because you can have some some dialogue uh that's not interrupting the main dialogue, and that's why I think there's that's effective so that's why I like the idea of, of the in the in room people using the chat function as well. I like that idea a lot so so microphone camera the the chat function um what um how do we i mean you you kind of touched on this a little bit how do you how do we avoid like forgetting uh people, you know, especially the virtual <laughs> attendees. How do we, how do we um, avoid, you know, forgetting that they're up there? And I think you talked about some of the ideas is is make sure to call on them first. I like that right. idea. Um having a having an in-room buddy, are there any other ideas that we should be thinking about?
0: I think you just have to get to a point where you're all very aware of of who is, you know, attending a meeting at any given time. So one of the things we've also seen is whenever people send out a calendar invite for a meeting. They'll indicate on there what meeting format they're using. Uh, and they'll maybe have a shorthand for like face-to-face. It'll be like an F, you know, virtual, fully virtual. It has a V, you know, a hybrid. There'll be an H. So there's a, a recognition oh, yeah. that, okay, this is the kind of meeting I'm going into. So that can be also very helpful. Uh, the other thing what I would suggest is if you're in a hybrid meeting and you're planning on joining uh, remotely, you need to have your camera on.
1: It is a non-negotiable
0: at this point because Mm -hmm. You want to make your presence felt as much as possible, and mm. you will disappear if you are just being represented by a box with your name on it. Uh, so you want to make yourself as present as possible, and so that there is some responsibility on the attendee side to do that and then to actively participate. Um, you know, too often, you know, you get in a situation where people, you know, don't turn their cameras on and. Maybe they're listening to what's going on in the meeting, but they're uh-huh. probably multitasking.
1: Yes, yeah, and
0: and and like, what's the point of that? Truly, <laughs> uh, right. so so. And in, in the actual meeting room itself, you want to make sure that your monitors are big enough uh, that they can be represented visually in an appropriate fashion, you know, having a small monitor in the corner of the conference room, you know, with maybe somebody sitting in front of it, that is not, you know, participation equity, that is not going to allow for meeting equity. So you want to make sure that they have a big monitor that can represent them, you know, there's an in the book, you'll see, uh, there is a picture that what Google did with, um, you know, kind of like this, this uh, campfire sort of scenario where you've every other seat there is a big monitor between two people that represents one of the virtual attendees. Uh, so like their heads are almost the same size as the heads of the people who are there in person. So it creates this kind of you know half circle almost, but it, it, it is a better way of, of you know kind of incorporating the, the in- person and the remote attendees in a way that feels um, like there's there's better equality amongst participants.
1: I don't know if it's just my age showing, but it just seems a little creepy
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take a look at it. I mean, so and and to your point, I mean, there's a lot of innovation that has been done uh, trying yeah, to yeah. problem solve for hybrid, um, mm-hmm. and I think in some ways the innovation has gotten a little bit ahead of uh, people's technical proficiency, you know, yeah, I, I yeah. work with people on a, a daily basis, helping them to be able to just be good virtual uh, meeting attendees, and people consider it a win if they can share their screen. Well, <laughs> so have you right. introduced... If you introduce some of this, you know, higher level technical, uh, stuff, it it may just never be used, um, which, you know, really is important to understand as an organization that you can invest in all of this amazing technology, but unless you train your people on how to use it, you're not going to get a return on your investment.
1: Yeah, no, that's so true. Uh, Really? So, so when it comes to these hybrid meetings you know the technology is 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 something that you have to think about because i think we've gotten used to zoom meetings right we've gotten used yes. to virtual meetings now after 2 years of seeing people in squares right We're kind of used to it um right. but 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 with with a hybrid meeting comes a lot of thoughts around uh camera placement as you mentioned the the monitors where are they um the microphones what are you using how how is everybody heard so so the technology play is a is as, as much in, as important as, you know, the, the physical meaning itself is is to make sure that people, what did you say, uh, they're equally represented? Is that what you said? Uh, uh, partici-
0: to participation equity, meeting equity, collaboration yeah. equity, you yes, know, just, so, you know, every, So you're so not important. creating that two-tier system, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so important. I mean, as a leader myself, and I've always believed that the best ideas come from the quietest person in the room. So mm-hmm. I've, I've learned that over 30 years of leading. And I would fear not being able to hear the voice of the quietest person in the room just because of they get forgotten or they disappear or they're a little tiny square in the back of a room, and i and I forget to call on them
0: yeah. uh,
1: and uh, and and I miss out on that nugget because i always I always believe that the quietest person in the world uh, in the room is is thinking while the other people are talking. And I always want to find that little gem that they've been thinking about almost always almost always. It's the solution to our problem, and I don't want to ignore that. And I can see in a hybrid meeting where you have that potential to ignore uh, the quiet people if you're not careful.
0: And what I would suggest is uh, add another role to your meetings, have a meeting moderator. You yeah. know, somebody, if you're the the leader and you are also the decision maker, it's really a great add-on to have somebody there who can just keep track of those kinds of things. Like who has participated, who has not been heard? Um, You know, are we sticking to the timestamps laid out in the agenda? Mm -hmm. You know, are we capturing, uh, you know, all of the action items, you know, Mm -hmm. all of these things are really important, but it's a heavy burden for a leader who is the decision maker to, to, to carry whenever they're trying to, you know, Come up with the best possible business decision. So, like adding that sort of role can can alleviate some of that and the fear of missing out on on that great idea that perhaps yeah. did not get a voice.
1: Yeah, that's really important. Those roles are really critical in these type of meetings. So, like, um, are who if you think about it and through the studies that you've done and the people you've talked to, are there some companies that are doing this really well? And 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 you know, what does it look like when it's done really well?
0: Yeah, there, I mean, there actually are. And we have several that we we profile in the book. Uh, there was a company called Invado out of Australia uh, mm-hmm. that was created as a hybrid company because yeah. the, the founders love tra- travel and they wanted to be able to prioritize that. So they had a, have a policy of, you know, their employees can work from anywhere uh, for up to three months, provided that. They can still connect. Like you can't go and live in a hut and have no internet connection for three months. That's not permissible. Uh, but they they give their employees a lot of flexibility uh, as a result from that. But what they do also prioritize is uh, the opportunity to bring everybody together. They have these back to base meetings, they call them, where everybody comes back to the corporate headquarters and they have a week of, Team build, uh, building and 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 yeah. culture building. Uh, as one of the employees said, it's probably not the most productive week, but it's an important yeah. week.
1: Yeah, no, that's really important. I, I talk about in my writing is that these, you know, when you when you share common experiences, you build relationships. And part of the problem with remote work, you don't share enough common experiences, mm. so you don't build those relationships. So I think I like the idea of back to base. Uh, A requirement so that you do have that connection, you can share a meal or, you know, you just mentioned that maybe that not a lot of work gets done. But actually, I would say those connections deepen when you have those common experiences. And that's really important to build a culture and to build a team, you have to have common experiences. Ah, uh, you have to go out to dinner. You have to go do some crazy uh offsite event uh where right. you go bowling and half the people don't know how to bowl and you remember those stories for you know for years. So you have to have those. So that's really important. That's that's interesting, really neat. Back right. to base. I like that.
0: And it's funny because I, I call it like it's like an an off site on site. <laughs> You know, because yes, you know, those yes. kind of things used to happen, you know, you'd go off to some resort or something like that, but now yeah, come yeah. back to the, the headquarters and we're going to yeah. do it here, you know, and and then we'll go and maybe go play mini golf, you know, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, or yeah. have, you know, share a cup of coffee with somebody who you normally, you know, see on yeah. zoom, you know, yeah. every day. But, you know, I've even experienced it in my own uh, organization where, you know, I, I see people on a regular basis, um, you know, through something like this. And, and I was actually meeting up with one of them for the first time in person. And I think it was like a year and we saw each other and we were like, Hey, how are you? But it wasn't like, Oh my goodness, I haven't seen you in a year. I felt like yeah, this is pretty typical. I see every day. <laughs> yes. right, and, right. and that was a shock to both of us, um, that we felt like there was still this very tight bond, this familiarity that comes with seeing somebody every day, but you know, we only see each other from the way the, the chest up. So it, yeah, it was yeah. a very odd sort of, um, you know, kind of an aha moment for us that, wow, well, well you can build relationships this way, yeah, but whenever you yeah. get together, it still creates a different energy.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Excellent. That's really good. I like that a lot. It's funny because you like you said your new off-site meeting is really gonna come be an on-site meeting. <laughs> like right, you're come right, back and right, meet right. each other for the first time. Or you know, <laughs> I love this. Um, so uh so the so I understand the book just came out. It's uh, came out yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on the third. It came out on February 2nd. And as I understand it, it's the number one new release in business communication on Amazon. So congratulations on that.
0: Thank you. That we we are so excited about it. And, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of um, nice feedback. You know, we had great endorsements from some pretty big names, which was very exciting. Uh, but I think that the timing should be pretty good because at this point, we're seeing more companies, you know, start to really lean into this hybrid work. Uh, mm. And, you know, the variant is hopefully on the, the downslope. Uh, and, and so people are trying yeah. to figure out, okay, how can we move into this new phase? Uh, some have tried it and have found it to be really, really difficult. I am hearing stories of, of companies that have tried hybrid meetings, and they're like, this is too hard. Everybody just go back on Zoom. Yes. But you're missing out on something that's really key with human beings. And it's the fact that we like to be with others. We like to be in the presence of others. And even if you have the opportunity to bring some people, you know, in the same room together, that's still really important. Uh, and it creates this sense of belonging. Uh, and like you're part of a team, it's, uh, Joe calls it enti- entitivity. Uh, and, and it's it's a powerful um, feeling that creates good team bonding. Yes. Uh, so, you know, being able to, to capture that even with slices of your team is really, really critical. You know, it breaks yeah. down all those isolation barriers that we've been, been experiencing. So yes, hybrid can be hard, but hybrid can work really well, provided that you tweak some things, uh, and put some strategies and policies in place. Uh, so don't be frustrated, uh, get some expert advice, <laughs> and then you know go down the list of of things that we suggest. You know that's what I, I do like how the book is structured. We we are very practical in, in our advice. There's a lot of tools, checklists, you know, reflection exercises, which actually can be found on a companion website that you can download. Right. So it's designed almost to be like a workbook and not just something yeah. that you consume.
1: So how can people find out about well about you, uh, your company, and this new book?
0: Okay, well, you can get suddenly hybrid anywhere you buy books. So, That's great. So, so go to your, your neighborhood bookshop, you know, go to one of the online marketplaces, you will find it there. You mentioned one of them uh, just now, and, and we are really excited about that. Uh, as far as, you know, finding me, uh, the, the business is Speaker Dynamics. Uh, and if you go to speakerdynamics.com, uh, you'll learn all about what we do, uh, and we'd be happy to help you to... Uh, you know, train your people, uh, train your managers, uh, train your teams on how to successfully communicate across uh, all of these different mediums that are now all kind of coming together uh, for our hybrid workforce of the future.
1: Oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Karen, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And I really do encourage those of you who are listening in, um, don't take Uh, a hybrid meeting for granted there's a lot of things to think about when you go into these hybrid meetings you think you've mastered zoom maybe you have that's great but the hybrid meeting is a whole different animal and as we start moving into where some people are getting together and some people are remote you're going to have these problems that uh as Karen points out, we've got to resolve so we don't leave people out. So it's is really important. The book is called Suddenly Hybrid. It's available now. I really encourage everyone who's listening in, who's in this scenario where we have hybrid meetings, to pick this book up and and really don't don't you know. Don't fall into the mistakes that you can make uh, if you don't think about the technology and and these having people on site to be able to help the leader through the meeting. So it's really important. So Karen, thank you for coming on the show and talking about this really important topic.
0: John, thank you for having me. Hopefully a lot of people will uh, hear the call and and pick up the book and and, uh, realize, hey, hybrid meetings actually can be incredibly effective. You just have to have a little know-how.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks, John. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.DeepLeadershipPodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. If you're a working professional wondering what's next for your career, you've come to the right place. Whether you're looking for a promotion, growth, or a potential career transition look no further with over 30 years working in a variety of industries i share my insider knowledge with those ready to get ahead on career advancement with craig Ansel. tune in to get your strategies for success
0: today is working for me do you believe that for yourself